Aloha, y'all. Welcome to the Esports Futurai Ezine podcast, where we chat it up with your favorite celebrities, influencers, local heroes, and people of all walks of life as we reveal the unexpected connection they have to the gaming industry. I'm your host, Chantel Boucher. Well, hello, hello, and aloha, y'all. Miss Chantel Boucher here with Esports Futurive Podcast coming at you. I have a very special guest today who has become a real dear, dear friend of mine and somebody that, hey, I'm, I'm kind of becoming a little bit of a mentor for you, would you say? I've kind of, yes. I've adopted her into my family, Miss Harley Parks. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. I'm, I'm happy to have you on here today because I feel like this will be a great conversation. And and um, I know that you had the honor of working with Mr. Lewis Johnson before this on an interview. How'd that go? Oh, <laughs> uh, it was it was it was good. I mean, it was it would have been better if my friends were not here. You know, I do love my dear friends. They're awesome. But <laughs> sometimes they do barge in and it is not the best timing. I, I have I have news for you. It doesn't really change when you get older either. You get those good solo oh. friends. They do the same thing. So you're all it, they'll just come in, wake you up. Yep. Yeah, that's all good. So, you know, I wanted to kind of like, you know, talk about a little bit more about yourself in depth. I'm pretty sure you probably went over like, how did you start Bear Claw? What's going on with Bear Claw? You know, yes. Uh, for you people out there, Harley is the CEO, president, owner, founder, whatever you want to call her of Bear Claw Esports. Now, to catch people up on what Bear Claw Esports is, can you... Give us a, a little description of what you Yeah, so Bearclaw Esports is, we want it to be a different organization. Not only do we want just to be an esports organization, we want to be an everyone organization. We want the organization to encompass what everyone feels, what how everyone wants, you know, a lifestyle brand. So we want to be there for everyone. We want to break a lot of barriers and stereotypes that esports really hits. You know, the average esports organization is, you know, mid-20-year-old, you know, white guys running around making some crazy content, you know, yeah. and we, we really want to change that. You know, there are other organizations out there that, you know, are doing other stuff in esports. you know, let's say Gen G or T1 and they're focused on their region, but you know, they don't really touch even on lifestyle. And so those lifestyle brands are really, you know, saturated with, you know, the same type of people that you see. And so we want to break those barriers and, you know, do something global, encompass everyone and really include you know, all races, all people, anyone, you know, anyone that's a human, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think what's kind of cool about what's happening in the industry is, you know, esports is starting to evolve, like how you said, and really creating that yes. that bridge between anyone from any age to any walks of life. And it's yep. so wonderful that we have found you too, Harley, because you are the connection for Map Esports and Esports Futurize, a consultant. Thank you. So congratulations for that. Thank you. You Thank are you. a part of the team officially now. How do you yeah, feel about five jobs? <laughs> well, you know, being in Map Esports and, and giving some insight on the, you know, esports side of, mm. of things while you guys do a lot more, you know, media and franchising. It's pretty cool to see a corporate side mm -hmm. rather than just, you know, me having a team and, you know, well, multiple teams and trying to run it like that. There's yeah. definitely a different approach that you guys take, you know? So for me, it's interesting to see that. And I've incorporated some of those ideals into my organization as well for also, you know, scaling on my end. So 
I think coming in on Map Esports as a consultant, it was awesome. You know, it has been awesome so far. I've learned a lot. I've also, you know, been able to interact and meet a lot more, a lot more people and, you know, see how you guys, you know, even just day-to-day operations, it's, it's very different compared to what we do. Yeah. So overall, it's been a blessing. I've learned a lot and I hope I've, you know, given you guys some insight on, on what our industry is. Cause oh, gosh, yes. The- the ecosystem between, you know, esports and like everything else is is two totally different worlds. You know, you go into re- traditional sports, it's, you know, different than just regular entertainment. You go into regular entertainment, it's different than esports. You know, esports, it's its own little thing going on. And and it's uh, really hard to connect regular business businessmen or businesswomen or corporations with esports, you know, so Esports business management is a total different world than just business Uh management, you know, Uh and uh, you guys are one of the only people that kind of understand that. And you guys are like, hey, we need to understand a little bit more of esports business management because you are not a business manager in esports. It's more of a family and you have to understand how to live and grow with that team and live and grow with those people. Uh So overall, to blend that in from, you know, my ecosystem to yours. Uh-huh. It's a wonderful experience. Yeah. And and you said it, girlfriend. Like, listen, people, we are trying to grow the industry together because, you know, we really have to band together people of the like minds in this industry to create the, there's nothing to go off of. You know what I mean? Like, we're, oh, we're yeah. the first ones to do this. We're the pioneers, if you will. And, and it's all about working together, not against each other. And as long as you get that, which I feel like you understand already, and especially at a young age with your, all the accomplishments and stuff that you've had, something that I'm like really impressed with, with you is that you're not like, oh, I know everything already or this and this and this, and you don't get hot headed about stuff. And you're just like, okay, well, how do I do this? Or what is the right way to do this? Or I'm thinking this. And and you actually hear you're you want to learn more and you're hungry for it and you have a respect for the people in the industry is what I've noticed. You know, especially the elders if and and just people who may have successes in different ways. Obviously, being 17, you know, it's just the time that you don't have. You like yeah. <laughs> the experience isn't there because you're 17. What were you doing 10 years ago? Exactly. I was, you know. Yeah, I was seven. You know, I was sitting there outside on like a, a tricycle going, Wee! you know, that's that's what I was doing 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. And then you look back, you know, 10, 15 years in the industry and and you look at the, like the first instances, instances of Intel Global Masters yeah. and they were the biggest flops, you know? Oh, yeah. This was like the first time that they were trying to experiment in uh-huh. global level competition. And, you know, these were flops and I was riding a tricycle. So I can't, yeah, exactly. you know, come in. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, this is why we need to do this because in all my years of experience, yeah. I mean, what I have, I have one year of experience in the field, like proper esports and and yeah. proper business of esports. Yeah. You know, I have longer in you know esports overall as a as a player, yeah. but I don't have it as you know someone as a manager or a CEO. And so we're yeah. one year strong. Yeah, and what's cool about it too, though, is like I can't go back into a time machine and make myself seventeen again in the year 2021. So just like how you can't do that for the fu- for the future, the same thing for me, which is why you're so valuable to to myself and us and and just on a personal level, you know, I have mad love and respect for you and and I'm an advocate for the younger generation and and ho- hoping to be that platform for your voices too as well. So I'm I'm super honored Thank for you. that. 
But, you know, kind of going back a little bit into that childhood of yours, which was not that long ago. Yes. I know that your parents, you said your parents are nerds, right? Yes. What, what do you mean by that? I mean, we're all so, nerds here, but like. Yeah. Uh, well, so my dad was a big Star Wars fan, you know, growing up and he was, yeah. you know, the president of the computer club, you know, you know, he, he was the nerd, you know, at his high school and, you know, my grandpa and my dad would go and watch every Star Wars movie. And even till, uh, till this day now, uh, you know, when a whole Star Wars movie would come out, you know, we'd fly out the whole family, uh, right? Like we flew out the whole family of Germany, you know, to go see Rogue One. Cause everyone was like, yeah. we got to watch Rogue One, right? Um, or the new Star Wars that, you know, <laughs> technically is like a, two years ago now, you know, we was like, we have to fly out the whole family of Germany, you know? And, and so that, I mean, some of these things are like huge. And then, you know, my mom, she was a Midwestern girl and, you know, she, you know, was on the she's farm so and all sweet, that stuff. Way. Your mom is such a, she is so sweet. I'm like, you couldn't even get mad at that lady if you wanted to, I, I feel right. Like, well, she has her ups and downs. She has her <laughs> moments. I will say she does have her moments, but you know, she was always, you know, like she was there like during Pong and when the, the oh, computers yeah. were, you know, taking up a room and she would go there and, you know, play the the games on the computer in her in her high school. And, you know, in late nights when I was super young, you know, five uh-huh. to, to seven, I, I I remember like six years old, I pulled my first all nighter. Right. I was with my dad and, you know, I, I pulled my first all nighter and I was like, Dad, I want to do an all nighter, like because there's all these gamers like doing it. They're, you know, playing like World of Warcraft at the time, you know, like first this is World of Warcraft. And my dad's like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so we're up playing the Wii all night. Right. Uh-huh. And, you know, my mom was kind of the the person that got me into like the whole Wii because my dad was How like, okay, you when you got the Wii? oh, God, whenever that Wii first came out. Oh, what was that? Oh. 2011? I don't know. Something like that. It was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like 2011. I mean, I started with a DSi. So I remember, yeah. oh, gosh, you know, I was playing like Pokemon Pearl and and all that at like five game then you had was it the weed was that like the first one first one you had the no the first one was the DSI and it was Pokemon Pearl okay that was the that was the first one that was the most fun I've ever had I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie I was on road trips you know just playing Pokemon I was uh-huh. like dad I got you know I, I got an Onyx and my dad's like okay good job sweetie right but no I mean my mom kind of fed the beast and you know my dad was like okay we're not gonna try to get her too much into games you know we're just gonna <laughs> have it the leisure and my mom you know is sitting there after my dad would go to sleep for work and my mom's like want to play billiards on the Wii or do you want to play like the cow game or the fishing game and we'd be up till like 2 a.m and i'm you know seven eight years old and my dad would come down he's like you guys are still awake and you know my mom and i are sitting there like maybe yeah (laughs) maybe and you know we're sitting here playing the Wii. so i mean they are they are you know big nerds you know there's we have no theme to the house. It's all like nerd Star stuff Wars. and Star Wars. <laughs> and, you know, there's like my dad plays with trains, for God's sake, little tiny trains, yeah. you know, around and tries to model after futuristic cities and stuff. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're coming nerds. from that nerd culture. Like, do you feel did you ever experience like bullying or or, you know, issues because maybe you're different? Yeah, growing up, so the the problem with, you know, bullying and, and not really getting anything is that I was also a double-edged sword because I moved a lot as well. So I was also the new kid on top of getting bullied, right? I was always the new kid. You know, I am a senior and I've gone to 12 schools. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, there is constant 
constant, you know, oh, it's the new kid, you know? So, I mean, I never really had any friends till high school. You know, it was, I was bullied all the way throughout eighth, all the way up until eighth grade. You know, I was the kid that was, you know, on the back working on computers, you know, helping out the IT department in my school, which, you know, I absolutely love the IT people were always (laughs) the sweetest people. I'm going to, I'm not even gonna lie. I was, you know, everyone else was eating lunch and, you know, (laughs) playing recess. And, and I was over here with the IT department of the school, you know, helping build computers. So for me, you know, I was, I was bullied, you know, I would just wear very plain clothes or it'd be, you know, sometimes a Minecraft t-shirt and Mario and stuff like that. So, and you know, my mom was a big Mario player too. So I forgot, I forgot to mention that one. So I mean, yeah, Yeah. I was, I was bullied and you know, it kind of sucked, you know, but I was, I was always reading. I was always keeping myself busy some other way. Did did um, it ever like really hurt you and impact you at some point in time where you had kind of a breaking point and then you had to like realize what you needed to do to like not allow that to continue happening with yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. So, you know, towards the second semester of eighth grade, I was like, everyone's getting, you know, all these invites to go sleep over or any everyone's, you know doing whatever they want to do with their friends and going out Mm -hmm. shopping and all that. And, you know, I was at home playing video games. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love playing video games. I mean, it got me here. So we're not complaining, but it was, it was a point where I was like, you know what? I want a fresh start. And I, then I got into high school and, you know, I was, I tried to become this completely different person, Mm -hmm. did not work out at all. You know, then I just kind of did, you know, did me. And I, I learned the secret to, you know, high school and kids. And it's like, the the cool kids you so like, you should say secret? yeah well the cool kids you should you know because I was I was heavily interested in like psychology and stuff like yeah. that like I would read all these psych- psychological books ah. like, growing up as well so I was I was like oh so these kids you know and I was the people watcher so I, I was the weird people watcher kid so I was like okay so these kids the cool kids are the kids that don't give a crap about anything gotcha and they're just themselves or, so you know okay. I was myself I was doing you know everything I was you know out there, I was wild and I got accepted in the cool kids, you know, mm-hmm. click and, mm-hmm. and I'm still there today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I wish I wasn't. I look back at it. I was like, wow, I was spending a little bit too much time with people. You know, I was getting invited to all these parties and, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is weird. You know, I was like, I went to my first party, you know, it was this outdoor party. There was like tons of people, you know, mm-hmm. and I was, I was kind of just sitting in the back, like with, with my one, two friends, <laughs> you know, like my one, two close friends, you know, I had a great, you know, big group of friends, but my two close friends and I was kind of sitting in the back. And then out out of this new squad, since you got accepted into the cool kids, if you will. Yeah. Do they play video games? A lot of them do. And I found out a lot of the cool kids are very heavily interested in like nerd culture. They're all hardcore anime fans. I feel like like, times have changed a little bit where it's kind of flopped where it's like, oh, you're a nerd? That's cool now. Like Exactly. Yeah, it's cool now. It's like cool now, right? My theory on that is too as well is that like with my generation, like if you are a nerd, you're a nerd and you are not cool. Like still during during that time. But when you was as that generation got older and you saw that the nerds were the successful ones in life. Yeah. Winning. People were like, there's yes. a change. Then they're yeah. like, well, and I mean, well, then there's more to this then. I mean, also going to a military high school, it's a little bit different than a regular high school as well. Right. So, I mean, there, there is, is a little bit of a difference. So a lot of the cool kids, so you, you should say here, they're all into like anime and even yeah. though they're into sports, you know, I'm, for your varsity golfers. So, you know, I was automatically accepted in the sports. Oh, kids. I know. So you go a lot of all that kind of stuff, which is so cool. Do you know, that's like one of my dreams is to start golfing. And it's, when I it's awesome. 
I'm just Whatever saying it's is, awesome. It's soon. fun. You're it's very frustrating, but here, it is we're fun. We're going to golf, so just no problem. No problem. You have to teach all good your ways. I, I, I can do it's that. So, I'll try to give you a crash course in like a day or less. So you mentioned anime but and things like and, yeah. and, and anime and like all these other topics that are part of nerd culture. Like, how do you feel that gaming intertwines with that whole thing? How, what's the oh. connection there? Why do you think that's so, such a connection and so popular? Well, you know, you look at games, there's games around anime itself. You know, you have like Dragon Ball games, you know, you're bringing in anime characters into, you know, Mortal Kombat, you know, you're bringing anime characters into all these other games you're doing crossovers you have sword art online games you know you have animes now based on video games that are becoming Mm -hmm. video games you know so like it's very it's it's intertwining and then you look at you know even before they became video games you look at the card games you know yeah uh you look at Yu-Gi-Oh! you look at pokemon you know and then you go way back and you look at magic the gathering i'm a magic the gathering nerd i guarantee you to everyone out here gonna be listening watching to this uh, uh, she's I'm the biggest nerd. Play it, people. She keeps. Yeah, I am. I am the biggest game. nerd there is. I have been able to convince the cool kids to play Dungeons and Dragons with me. Okay, I did the impossible, and let me tell you, they thought it was the best thing in the world, and now they're you know going off and playing Dungeons and Dragons. So you know, I made the impossible possible. But <laughs> you know, I like I said, I'm like the biggest nerd you'll meet. I'm reading. You know, I'm the biggest non-school nerd, should we say? You know, I, I mean, I'm the kid that did really well if they tried. You know, but they're <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? School's you're not, not everything. And you're like, eh. exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was a straight A student, and then like sophomore year, it just hit me, and I was like, you know what? A lot of these people, school's not teaching actually what you need to learn, like financial well, literacy, you know, how to properly do business. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm yes. gonna go do my own thing, and I'll just pass. School, okay, right? this is a good segue, and and that that you mentioned that too as well, because in, and on my list of things to talk about is yeah. the. The STEM learning, the STEAM learning, the robotics, the yes, the that was the only important part of school, and and also the curriculum that actually we're doing for video games and gaming and for the industry. Yeah, and can can you talk to to talk to the people about that and tell them what we're doing with that? The curriculum, yes, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, curriculum side was like STEM and STEAM learning is awesome. So personally enjoying you know stem learning and doing cyber patriot all four years of high school was the best right so those after school clubs with cyber patriot staying up at the school until midnight you know with my with my close friends and we had a small you know cyber patriot team so we were kind of a family Mm -hmm. and the computer teacher he was he was awesome so Mm -hmm. a lot of those life skills that you learn or you know those tailored skills and this is where i think the the english school system not not the American English school system, the, yeah. the British school yeah. English system is yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, they at 16, you get to start learning life skills, Pat. So, you know, you get to choose. And that's yeah. something that I would love if for the American education system to implement, because I have learned so much, you know, just life skills yeah. from Cyber Patriot or, you know, from those extracurricular activities mm-hmm. rather than, OK, I am, you know, a senior learning the same English class that I have taken since freshman year. Right. But yeah, you know, it's not really changed since, you know, eighth grade freshman year, your English class doesn't really change. Okay. You read Macbeth and you've read a couple of Shakespeare's and now it's the same thing over and over again after sophomore year. And that's just like, you know what? It's not, it's not doing well. You know, I want to learn something else. So that's what got me into a lot of after school programs, you know, such as cyber Patriot you know, <clears throat> doing golf, 
joining clubs like I've done the chess club you know I've done origami club you know I, I like I said I'm the biggest nerd you will ever meet but you know doing outside clubs or outside activities you know doing web development courses you know business courses those I've learned a lot more than taking English and math uh-huh. and and I've learned more math from my coding classes and you know just overall business classes mm-hmm. than I have an actual math class. Uh-huh. You know, I, I took AP macro and, you know, we, we had to learn about like GDP and calculating CPI and all that stuff. And yeah. that math <laughs> taught me so much more than just sitting there at, you know, algebra one, algebra <laughs> two, finding X. Uh-huh. Right. So, I mean, for me, the STEM learning has always, you know, pushed me further, you know, doing robotics. Mm-hmm. I was I did the Stemposium for the Dodea system yeah. over here. I was one of the kids chosen. My science teacher freshman year, she absolutely loved me. So she yeah. was like, I want to send you everywhere and you're like, on okay. behalf of the school. And so I did it. You know, I, I, I went and did, you know, Stemposium and, you know, we had to, what was it? We had to make something how uh, mm-hmm. we, for Mars, you know, how life yeah. would survive on Mars. Now yeah. we got to make something to help grow plants on Mars right. or, possibly build a colony on Mars. So that was for me. Awesome. I was, I had so much fun, you know, it was a week long and I could leave school. Yeah. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. So, you know, STEM, STEM posiums, you know, STEM learning like that was, was so fun for me, even, you know, getting out of school and doing the extracurriculars with, with orchestra. Cause you know, I'm a cellist as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, arts is awesome. I also really do enjoy the arts. And I feel that when you bring, you know, music theory into it, it is, a whole nother beast to conquer. But I just feel that, you know, those core classes, you, you, you can really change those after. Do you want to kind of tell everybody too what we're doing with the colleges as far as the curriculum? So, yeah. Yeah. So you guys, I know, are doing like video game appreciation, broadcasting, teaching how video games have developed, I believe, game development as well, and really teaching, you know, college kids and, and going in and building esports centers because esports is just as valuable and valid as any other sport. You know, I mean, the team, the the actual teamwork is there. Strategy and the mental strain that it takes on you. I would say, I you know, golf is one of the most mental sports out there. Mm-hmm. And I have been more strained video gaming and like playing in, you know, cash prize yeah. cubs for Call of Duty, like 2Ks, 3Ks. I am more stressed and my mental focus is more drained in 2Ks or 3Ks mm-hmm. than, the, than it is in golf, right? Yeah. So I would say it is very mental. So, you know, even doing psychology in that, you know, what you guys are doing with the colleges and really developing these things for these kids, yeah. I think is definitely just as valuable as the next class. Yeah, absolutely. And and now that you're part of our team, it's it's wonderful. We can make a very lovely announcement that Harley Parks will have her own podcast slash YouTube show with Mappy Sports Thank and you. Esports Future Eye. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I it makes me it makes me feel pretty good because you know I <laughs> I do have to learn how to build a personal brand, and I also want to talk about my experiences and and yeah. really tell the public you know my journey as well as you know bring people all around the world. And, you know, talk about their journeys as well. I mean, I already have people lined up for like, oh, I want to I want to hop on the podcast. And, and these are good people I know, you know, from all corners of the world. You know, these are people that are from South America, people from Saudi Arabia, people from, you know, Malaysia, Singapore, Korea, you know, people all over the world, not just the United States. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to be really global. And I wanted to 
teach everyone listens is it is so widespread throughout the world. It is the next big thing, you know, and each part of the world does take it differently. And, and some take it more seriously than others. Like uh, right now you can see South Korea is the most advanced when it comes to esports. They have, you know, the League of Legends stadium built specifically for League of Legends, yep. you know, and they have esports land cafes at every single corner. And it is like a viable career option. And those kids will, I have never seen kids so determined on uh-huh. certain games. Then I have the, you know, South Korean, you know, kids and South Korean population. So, you know, South Korea is so ahead of every other, you know, corner of the world. And then you go to Europe and I would say it's, you know, a step behind. I think it's the Uh leading, but right behind South Korea is is Europe because they have so many widespread teams making such a big impact. I would say America is kind of lacking in that sense. That's what we're all you know, here And then for. there's there's people like you and me that were that were here like, we're hold on. That together. You know, America's kind of behind. And exactly. What's exactly. been happening with us too a lot that I love is like, we'll be like, hey, Harley will call me like, hey, we need a meeting with so-and-so. Or I'll call her and be like, hey, we, we're going to do so-and-so. <clears throat> we're like, oh, I talked to that person before. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm- Let's reintroduce each other to that. It's, it, yep. it's, you're, I'm seeing now for here in America, really how small it still is. Yes. But we, because we understand how big it truly is and we see its future, we don't yep. realize still how, how, how little it is. And it's just kind of a neat place to be in because yep. there's exponential growth with this. And well, I and, see yeah. something in in america something that is lacking that they have actually even in in uh, east asia and southeast asia southeast asia i would say is ahead in, in the regard even though they are not as wealthy and it's more mobile gaming they still are very much ahead in the process because something that you know central and uh, east and southeast asia have is they have media company backing mm-hmm. right they have their giant media brands like yg or big hit or whoever you know telecom services backing them yes right you go to america what we have is we have people that have just been around since 2012 that are still somehow alive and they're here you know or a couple you know small time construction sites backing them yes right you don't really have media companies coming in really caring about what's happening in esports they're still hooked on netflix they're still hooked on you know the next video game title let's make a Netflix show around it, yes. you know, and and so I mean it's great they're bringing things to light like Dota two and and I know there's a a new series that just came out on Netflix, not a game, and they go into South Korea oh. mostly, and it's like I haven't watched. I know the people that they're interview- interviewing. You know, I have these people on speed yeah, dial. I'm yeah. sitting here, I was like, oh, I have this guy's number. I can good, and you know, I called him after I watched it, and I was like, Mister Yang, that is awesome. You're on not a game, exactly. He's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Because, you know, it has a very negative connotivity in, in, in America, you know, gaming. You know, they're like, oh, the kids are playing yeah, too it's much. Funny that, oh, they're going with the games again. It's starting yeah. slowly but surely something's starting to click with it, especially after, you know, COVID and all that kind of stuff that happened. Exactly. Stuck in their what? And they're trying to find entertainment in other ways. So it exactly had some growth that happened there. But with Bear definitely. What is Bear Claw looking for right now? Because, you know, for anybody who might be listening, we'd like to keep the door open, you know, for people to contact you and whatnot. But tell them what's happening in Bear Claw right now and, and what we're doing. So I don't want to unveil all the cards that we're, we're about secrets. to do. 
Yeah, I can't unveil all the secrets because there's some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah, there's some crazy. And you know, because you're on the team, you know, you, you're the CSO, you know. I'm actually the CSO for Bear Claw. So that's. Yeah, she she knows all the crazy stuff that's about to happen. All the crazy ideas I have. Like, I'll text her at like two in the morning. Like, yeah. Chantel, I have an idea. <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, God, no, what again? I told and I told you, fair warning, you're going to get very scared when I say I have an idea because you're going to hear the most outlandish things. But uh, right now, I mean, we're looking for, you know, sponsors, peripheral sponsors, capital sponsors. You know, we are at a point where we've gotten this far with, tell them, how let's to- just say some fun <laughs> things that have happened. How many teams are there and where they're located and, and all that kind of good stuff. So we have three PUBG teams, one Valorant team, one Super Smash Bros team, one Fortnite team, and one Call of Duty team. Out of one- Yeah. And we have Brazil, we have, oh, and we have a FIFA team. We have Brazil, England, the United States, and we're looking back again to expand into, into Southeast Asia. So uh, since we do have impact there, and it's, it's wonderful to have those connections there and, and players still interested in joining our team there. I still pe- have people from Korea, you know, messaging me, Hey, we want to join. And I'm like, but hold on, wait, what, <laughs> what's going on here? And so, I mean, definitely it's, it's, our span is something that I don't think any other team has really been able to capture because teams are very, you know, focused on having a grip on their region. Yes. And, and you know, it's, there's, it's a double-edged sword, Yeah, you know, it can be really great to have a grip on that region, but it can also, you know, stop scaling, you know, you can just sit there and, and not really grow. So for us, you know, with us looking for, you know, capital and, you know, peripheral sponsors, any endemic or non-endemic brands that are open, we're very open to incorporate it. And I, I guarantee you, I will figure out a way to incorporate yes. anything into, into Bear Claw. I mean, I reached out to Newell Brands the other day, the people that own Yankee Candle, yes. right? And, and, you know, what gamer is going to want a candle? You would no, think. yeah, but, no, nobody but. cares. Exactly. I was able to sell Newell Brands. I was like, well, gamers' rooms are stinky. Right. Because most of them don't shower or they don't shower for like, you know, a day on end or two days on end. Or does that include you too as well? This is no, this includes me as well. I'm gonna be completely honest. This includes me as well. You know, a lot of us since COVID, we stay in our rooms all the time. It can get stinky. Some of us don't shower like as frequently. You know, we're more focused on, you know, working or gaming. So, you know, gamers do like there are certain smells and aromatherapy that alert the brain. And, you know, that's why you have those little aromatherapy things, you know, with the the essential oils. Well, let's do that with the kids. Sometimes when they be playing, okay, they need to just calm down. They need some like that too going or something like that because they my son you can hear him screaming from two blocks away oh oh, yeah i mean my parents will be you know driving from the the end of the street and they're like dear god we can hear you and i'm like i apologize (laughs) i just realized that well i mean i can't say much you know they can't really go after me because we are probably the most normal neighbors out of my my building. Okay. And I'm I'm going to be completely honest, my my quadplex building, we have some creepy neighbors. You, you know, you always have have those those neighbors. So yeah. we have we have those neighbors which, you know, kind of balances it out. So no one really cares. It's just, you know, we're in the we're in the officer neighborhood. Nothing crazy should happen. When yeah. if it does happen, it's usually my building. Yeah. Right. You know, every single person in the building has set off the fire alarm at least once, right? For some dumb reason. Yeah. And no other building around us has. So hey then. Well, I'm so happy that I got to have you on today, Harley. And you're gonna be back. Thank you. Everybody just 
keep an eye out for her show. We're going to drop it within this next month or so. I'm super excited about it. You're going to meet all kinds of amazing people in the esports and meet gamers themselves too as well and hear yep. what it's like to be a gamer in this industry. It's great for anybody to listen to because you know we're also trying to create the, the connection with the other generation. So if you have a kid that's interested in that too as well and you want to hear it from this other side, it's going to be yep. awesome. So how do people find you there, Harley? Well, they can find me through the MAP Esports Network. I know that you guys are going to be setting up a YouTube channel and also on the Esports FPN website. They can reach me personally um, via my Twitter, which is Bearclaw Harley. All my socials are Bearclaw Harley. So, I mean, my Instagram, Twitter, even TikTok, if and you guys Bearclaw want website. And the Bearclaw website. My email is there as well. It's harleyparks at bearclawesports.co. So, yeah, I mean, you guys can very easily reach me. I'm not, you know, eight different things on, on eight different That's socials. On platforms than I am. So there you go. All right. Well, thank you. And thank you for everybody listening to the Esports Future Eye podcast. And again, thanks, Harley. And until next time, aloha, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Esports Future Eye E-Zine podcast. This podcast is part of the Esports Future Eye podcast network and produced by Innovation Media Enterprises. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel and leave us a review.